You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on L.A. Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Love Talk Live. I'm your host, Jamie Brownstein, and today I have with me Brian Davis. Welcome. Thanks for having me, Jamie. It's great to be here. I'm so excited to be doing this show. We planned this a while ago, and, and then it's just crazy how time has flown by. Finally, here we are, right? Yes, it's great. It's great to connect, yeah. So Brian, I'm going to read to you guys about him. Brian is a financial planner and... We are going to get into so many great talks about why it's important in your relationships to talk about finances. So here's a little bit about Brian. So have you ever wondered if you are planning and saving efficiently for your financial goals? Brian Davis and his team at Northwestern Mutual helps with financial planning at every stage in life. Just getting started, paying down loans, saving for big expenses like a house or kids education and preparing for retirement. His practices use a multi-step process, enabling his clients to manage the risk of dying too soon or becoming sick or injured, help accumulate wealth for future goals, minimize tax burdens, and preserve and distribute wealth as efficiently and effectively as possible when the time comes. So let's just, um, first of all, Brian, can you tell us how did you get into this work? Because I've spoken to you and it seems like you're really passionate about the work that you do. So how'd you get into this stuff? Well, it's funny. Um, well, it's not funny, actually. Um, I've been pretty successful in my career. I've had my own businesses. Um, and um, I realized a couple of years ago, I was, I was dealing with some health issues with my, my parents um, and having to go uh, through some of their finances and some of their documents uh, because things are, are not very good uh, as related to my father. And mm-hmm. what I, I uncovered uh, was a, a lack of uh, proper planning. Um, and it kind of hit me that there are a lot of people, um, they work really hard, um, they put away but they don't really have a roadmap of what they're trying to get to and what it really looks like quote, on the other side when they get to the retirement years, when they're not earning an income anymore. And now they have to draw down through the savings that they've worked so hard to accumulate. And, um, you know, I realized that there's a lot of people who need some handholding through that process. Uh, and it became my goal and mission in life to make sure that, you know, anyone I came in contact with had something like that, whether it was through mm-hmm. me or somebody else. And they never got in a position where they outlived their savings and became a burden on other family or friends uh, during, you know, a period when they shouldn't have to be. So, first of all, I think all great people are successful when they are doing what they're passionate about, and especially when it comes from your own life. I mean, I get that. That's why I do what I do. And so, and I know that you're very successful doing what you do because you have the heart and the passion doing it. How would you suggest, let's say a couple has never thought about this. They're like Mm -hmm. newish into a, a marriage, maybe within the first five years or something, and they just haven't done this yet. How would you suggest someone starts up a conversation? One of them starts up a conversation about this. Well, I'm hoping if they're newest in marriage and they've been in a relationship for a number of years, they've actually had some of these conversations, at least initially, 
I mean, typically when you're bringing a couple together, they, they both have their backgrounds, right? So they have their, their own careers. Um, they've been, you know, probably saving, you know, to some extent, both of them. And now they're coming together as a couple. And what does that look like? Are they, you know, and, and some couples maybe want to continue having uh, individual savings accounts and keeping things separate. Some couples want to join everything together. Um, and so that's obviously a, a very important conversation to kind of have on the get-go. And then meeting with an expert um, like myself or, or anyone else who can help them guide them uh, and put together kind of a framework or a roadmap of what they want out of life. You know, um, you know, it's not so much even just retirement planning. And, and I think you kind of touched upon it before. It could be even short-term goals, saving for a down payment on a home, could be saving for a wedding. You know, they just got engaged. It could be saving for... Um, other major expenses, maybe an income property. There's so many different things that one has to be on the same page. Uh, and I think, yeah. and I know this, you stress this a lot, is just having an open dialogue uh, with your you know, significant other on, on these things is really, really important. And, and I think leads to a healthy relationship. So what is your advice if, if people aren't on the same page? Let's say like one wants to have two separate accounts and one wants to have one account. How do you navigate that? Well, I think that's you're just trying to find a happy balance, right? Um, it's never going to be, and just like in anything with a, with a, with a relationship, it takes some compromise, right? Uh, mm -hmm. There's always a little bit of give and take. And so it could be that, you know, if one of the, the spouse wanted to have a separate account, maybe, Hey, I'd like to go, go on a, on a trip with the girls or the guys. And like, I want to have some, my own money to go do something fun in that regard. They might allocate a certain percentage of their overall savings to the, that sep something separate. Uh, and, and, uh, and together, I think it's really important to kind of have um, an, an account where both of you are kind of contributing towards it, towards your own goals. Uh, whether that's, for purchasing something, whether it's like a home or whether it's for, um, you know, uh, other, other kind of major purchases, but really as it relates to your overall um, savings and retirement planning, I think it's really important to kind of have some, some togetherness in as regarded to that. Uh, there, there isn't a, it's not a black and white answer. I really yeah. believe that. I think every couple is different. Um, but having that open dialogue and understanding where your, 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 your spouse is in regards to that is, is really important. And how do we kind of navigate through that? Okay. So this question is coming to me just because of the, the work that I do. And I've been doing this for 20 years and I've seen all different types of couples and situations. I'm guessing that you've had some couples that have come in where perhaps one wants a separate account and then the other thinks that that person's being shady. What do you do in that situation? Because that happens, right? And sometimes that person is being shady. How do you help them navigate to be transparent and to be honest about what they're using that other account for and then to get that other person on board? Or do you just send them to me? <laughs> for me to help them learn how to trust each other. Yeah, I mean that's a really good. Question. I mean, there's, there's, you know, sometimes we do act as a as a, a therapist, so to speak, but really that's not really our our our, our um, bread and butter, um, so to speak. But um, 
I think that's a tough one. You know, I'm all about openness and having like an open budget and putting everything out there. Uh, my wife and I, we, we're an open book to each other. Uh, there, we don't hide anything from each other. Even though like I do my, I have my own things that I'm interested in and so does she. You know, I like to go to concerts, you know, and I like to save money and allocate that towards live music. And that's not something that she's interested in. And she likes to go and, and you know, save money to go buy certain things that makes her happy. And, you know, um, I'm, I'm all for it. Um, we, we, you know, really good planners in the budget. You know, we, we've always had a, both a, a monthly and a yearly budget. And we try to allocate certain dollar amounts for what we want for ourselves as well as what we want jointly, you know? Um, and I think that's important to have hobbies and activities that not only that you do together as a couple or together as a family, but mm -hmm. also it's good to have your own things that you're interested in. And that's okay too. Um, you know, when it's a no, don't ask, don't tell type of a thing, I think I can get a little bit, you know, tough and challenging in a relationship where mm. you're like, Hey, I've got this separate account and you don't know where the money's going. And it, I'm not going to tell you how I spend it. I mean, you tell me, Jamie, I mean, when, 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 when a couple comes to you and, and one of them says that they're doing that, I mean, there's some red flags go up. Huge, huge red flags. I mean, yeah. trust, trust in a relationship is one, if not the most important aspect besides for loving each other unconditionally. But trust is so huge because trust is, is everything. I mean, if you, to me, trust is even just feeling comfortable with that person, feeling comfortable sharing what you have to share, using your voice, telling them anything that you want to tell them and having them know everything about your life, you know, and sharing that mutually. So yeah, I think it would be very difficult if a, when a couple comes to me, and has a trust issue. And then if a couple comes to you with this, um, I just keep calling it shady, just a, yeah, don't ask, or you said, don't ask, don't tell situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that open dialogue um, is really, really important for a healthy relationship. Um, it's okay if you're not on the same page with your goals and the way you look at money, um, but you should understand how each of you look at those things. So you can navigate the waters together. You know, mm -hmm. if one, let's say in a couple, one is a spender and one is a saver. Okay, how do we structure something where we can let the spender actually have some dollars to go spend and make them happy, but also let the saver have that allocation of money that they're saving that makes them feel secure. Um, it doesn't have to, you don't have to, always be on the exact same page. I think it's just having that open dialogue and having that, to your point, that, that trust in each other. Um, mm -hmm. It goes a long way. Well, and once again, whoever's watching this, this is why Brian Davis is a very good financial planner. You should go to him because I do believe that you do have this, this ability to also kind of be a therapist coach and, and not every financial planner has that like it sounds like you're very empathetic and you get it and you are married and you have a family so you can understand um and it sounds like you do your best to help your clients see things as fair like you make things fair for everybody like you find a way to make everybody happy in the relationship it seems like 
I, I, I try my best. Um, I actually think it's really important if you do meet with a financial planner that both the husband and wife uh, or the couple come together to that meeting. I've met with clients where just one comes uh, and not the other. And I think it's, you know, and that's okay. Maybe on a one meeting, maybe someone wasn't available, but it's really good to be on the same page. You know, when you're meeting with, with an advisor or planner, um, it's, it's really challenging when, when one, when one part of the couple isn't there for that, that meeting. Yeah. Uh, and we can't, and to your point, what I really like to do is really get at the heart of where the couple's goals are and what they want out of life. And, um, and, and nothing is not black and white, like cookie cutter. It's, it's very tailored specifically for, for our couples and families and what they're trying to get out. Um, you know, we can only do so much, you know, we can't just print money. A lot of it's, you know, the couples have to do the hard work, which is the saving and the planning, you know, and, and, and execute. A plan is only as good as, as the execution, really. Oh, and so we can do what we can to, to you know, to, to put a framework or a roadmap of what they're trying to get to. And, and that framework is, is you know, we, we touch upon that on an ongoing basis. It's not a set it and forget it type of thing. Life changes, you know, as, as a couple gets married, use that example, you know, now they're a young couple, maybe they're living in an apartment and now they, they're, they're earning some more money, they want to buy a home and now they want to start a family and like all these different things change through that process. Um, as they grow in their professions, they, they, they have different, maybe their, their goals change, you know, um, and we just adjust the plan based on that. You know, it's, uh, it's kind of a, always like a working, living, breathing uh, plan. Uh, and so, um, you know, I always feel really good uh, about uh, putting together something that uh, both the couple really can get behind and feel good about um, and have bought and bought into it. Well, as you're speaking, two things come up to me because um, you were talking about, it sounds like you were talking about different times, accountability, first of all, and then action. Like you were talking about how you can put something down on paper, but then it's up to the couple to actually take the action. Like you're helping them plan, but they need to actually take the action to do it. And then it sounds like you're a great accountability partner, like that you chuck in and make sure that they're being accountable to themselves and, and to you. That's correct. You know, I really take diligent notes, you know, and not so much like, you know, listing asset amounts and balances and checking accounts. I mean, and what they make uh, in income, obviously that stuff is important, but really learning at getting into the heart of their why, what gets them you know, up in the morning, what keeps them up at night, you know, um, what's important to them, you know, uh, both uh, individually, both as a couple, both as a family, even extended, you know, there might be causes and charities that are really important to them. They want part of their plan. Um, there might be, you know, um, other factors involved. There could be extended family that comes in the picture that could, they have to take care of uh, aging parents and, and grandparents that could become a part of it. I'm really trying to get into the heart of, of everything. Uh, we try to leave uh, no stone unturned, stone unturned, so to speak. What do you do? Because now you're bringing up, you know, it just sounds like, wow, then you need extra money for this extra money. So what do you do when a couple comes in and they 
they aren't really living this their extraordinary lives like they're just kind of like okay where they are but they would like to get to that next level but maybe one of them wants to get to next level and the other one's like kind of okay where they are how do you work with them on that or is that just not your job i mean that's really a challenge jamie i mean um you know they have to kind of be on the same page in some regards to like how much they want to allocate towards the this their goals right you know um i work with 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 couples that you know they whatever they make they spend uh and they're 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 that's how they like to live their life that's not for me to, you know to tell them not to but you know we try to let them understand that there kind of going to be a point in your life where you're not working anymore and you need to have accumulated a certain amount of assets that when you're not in your income years that you're going to have to draw down during your retirement years you know and that's the reality and so how do we we we, we structure something that allows you to also be live in the moment too it's not like live on ramen all day long and right. not have go out to dinner and not go on trips and not there's got to be a, a healthy balance uh to that but doing it within uh, the means of what, you know, what they bring in and, and what's reasonable. We try to point out certain things, but look, everybody is going to spend the money how they want to spend their money. And we can only help so much. You know, I think it's sometimes good to have somebody who's maybe not, uh, you know, who's like an unbiased uh, third party that can kind of hold your, your hand through the process and kind of hold you accountable uh, mm-hmm. through that and that's usually when clients really um really value what we do is when we can kind of guide them um so to speak um but life's going to throw interesting curveballs at us um and so we're there to you know be there for them when 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 those things happen but you know i was just thinking if there were if these couples that that they spend everything that they earn they're obviously coming to you for a reason so they're realizing that they don't want to do that forever mm-hmm. maybe they were doing that up until now up until then that appointment with you but they're coming to you because they they want your help or or they want your encouragement or their your inspiration to help them be able to figure out how not to spend all they have and or or to earn more money so that you can put stuff away and then still spend as much as you want. Yeah, I mean, I think it sometimes is eye-opening. I, I would say that I'm, you'd be surprised at how few people actually put together a budget. So I, I you know, provide a budget worksheet for, for clients where they actually go through kind of on, a, on an average month what they spend on a, on a mortgage and what they spend on car payments and what they spend on utilities and groceries and dining out and other expenses. And it's interesting, sometimes it's really eye-opening for them to really see how much money actually goes out and what is essential and what is not essential. And right. so I think that can be really helpful. Um, you know, if you're, you know, you're bringing, if you're making $10,000 and you're spending $10,000, you know, there has to be a way for us to create uh, a savings mechanism uh, otherwise we can't really help you, you know, it's right. either there's, it's either we can help you budget and, and maybe not spend 
as much so we can start allocating some money towards, you know, saving and planning, uh, you know, or you're, you'll have to earn more and, and I can't help you with that. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, need, the person in the situation needs to want to earn more. You can't, so like if someone's going to quit smoking, they need to want to quit, quit smoking. You can't make them quit smoking. So if there's someone who is going to be earning more money, they need, they need to want to, you can't tell them to earn more money. Correct. Correct. And you'd be surprised that, you know, I have clients that, you know, make, you know, a, a you know, a nice living of a hundred, $150,000 a year. And, you know, and, and living in Southern California, that's doesn't go as far as maybe yeah. other parts of the country, but they're saving and they're putting away and they're just living within their means. And then I have clients that make, you know, upwards up to seven figures and they're spending all of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're buying fancy cars and they're going on really expensive trips and they're, they're just spending money on things that they maybe don't need, but they give them pleasure. Right? I'm not tough for me to tell them what to do with their money or not to do, but then they're, they wonder why they don't have any savings because they haven't made it a priority to them. So it's not about how much you make. It's just what's important and how do we budget and allocate a certain amount towards, you know, your goals and dreams. And, and then the rest goes to, you know, your expenses and, and living your life. Yeah. I think the goal would be, how do you not feel like, I, I always talk about abundance mode and scarcity mode, you know, how can you live in abundance mode and not feel like I'm not allowed to do this or feel like you don't have enough to do something like there's not enough that's in the spiritual world it's not a good way to live to feel like there's not enough so um I believe there's always a way to live in abundance mode where there is always enough but yet at the same time be really smart and find ways to not have to buy everything (laughs) yeah or to have like maybe and I've done this Melissa and I have done this with, 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 with some of our planning is, you know, we've created separate accounts for certain things that we want to do. If we're going on a, on a major trip that we want to in a year or two years, we might put away, you know, a couple hundred dollars or whatever the amount be in the account every single month, just on an ongoing basis. So then when, when that trip does come, it's not a big hit to the, to the checking account. We've already saved up the money for that, or we want to go purchase, you know, um, you know, an expensive item or something, um, or, you know, we're planning for, you know, our, our kids are Jewish. We're planning for a bar mitzvah, putting money away for that, you know, which can be very costly. Um, so we have a just, you know, and so creating different buckets and little saving little accounts. Um, so, um, it's not some big hit, uh, at one time, I think is also really helpful. Um, I like it. Yeah. I love it because it takes away the stress from when it's like, oh my God, now it's here. What do we do? What do we do? I like yeah. I like that idea. And then the stress comes and then the fighting comes and, mm-hmm. and, um, and then they come to me. Yeah, and then they come to you. Okay. So we're almost done. I would love, and this is spontaneous, mm-hmm. um, but I believe that you can answer this question. I would love to hear like, an example of maybe a challenging situation you had a couple comes in, like what was the most challenging situation, but then you figured out a way to work it out. Ooh. Um, I mean, I guess there, there, there was, you kind of touched upon it earlier. There was a couple that, um, 
that wasn't on the same page of how they wanted to save money. Um, you know, one was it was 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 a spender, and the other one was like a saver to the point where he's putting money underneath the mattress, kind of a thing. And so, um, you know, just having to almost play the role of Jamie here, and and kind of as as a therapist, really kind of hone in on how do we come a compromise mm-hmm. um, where we allow her to spend what she likes to spend and him to save how he wanted to save. And um, we were able to kind of put together a plan that, that both were happy with at the end, but it definitely was, you know, there was three or four different meetings we had to go through to kind of get them on the same page. Uh, and at the end, we put together a plan that they both were really happy with um, and, you know, they've been implementing it. Wonderful. So yeah, compromise. And then I'm sure you also have situations where people come to you and then they end up not together for whatever reason. Yeah. And then that's okay. Also, like, I'm sure that this is no. I don't believe that finances cause divorce. I believe that it's the issues it's finances plus either issues underneath it and or additional lots of issues that cause divorce. But but regardless of, and everybody always ends up being happy, but regardless, they come to you and, and they, regardless, they, they get something out of going to you. Correct. Correct. I, I, and, you know, obviously those things happen, divorces happen. And, you know, we're here for, for our clients, both in that case to, to help them through that process. You know, a lot of times, you know, there becomes a lot of legal matters that get involved and, you know, we just work with their teams to help kind of facilitate what's needed from that regard. But it could, you know, as you know, it could get a little bit messy. Um, but I think to your point of having that, you know, clear communication and being on that same page from even an early going and setting things up properly, God forbid something like that does happen. It can make that process a little bit easier than, what, I, what I'm sure is probably one of the more difficult uh, situations that couple will have to go through. Yeah. Like just doing what I do and knowing what I know, I, I feel like it's, it's, there are probably couples that go to you or one of them is already out the door in their mind. And so that maybe they, they're just like going through the motions, even though they know that they're going to be getting divorced. <laughs> I just find these things so interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I can't, I don't know of an example where that particular thing has happened, but we've had couples that, you know, unfortunately things, you know, didn't work out in their, their marriage. Um, I also work with a number of uh, clients that are divorced already or going through divorce. And then they come to me as now they're like taking control of their own assets and their own plan. And so, you know, they come to, to, to me or someone like me to help kind of almost get the plan restarted or, back on track, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely actually a little bit more common these days, uh, it seems. It's so funny because you've said things like, God forbid, divorce, or they unfortunately, when someone tells me they're getting divorced, I say, Mazel Tov, and I give them a hug because <laughs> I believe that everything is meant to be, truly. And if, <laughs> if one person isn't happy, how can both people ever be happy? I guess you're right. And uh, you about know. finding the right person if you're not with the right person. Well, as a and it's relationship, yeah, no, I mean, I, to your point, I, I understand that. And I, I'm not advocating anyone to be in an unhealthy relationship if, uh, if they're not, uh, 
uh, I'm always just, you know, I'm just the eternal optimist. And I always think everyone who gets married is going to stay married forever. And it's just uh, unfortunate that, you know, we, that we do, you know, the divorces do happen and, you know, people do fall out of love and, you know, you know, and people, um, you know, meet when they're in their twenties and they're just different people when they're in their forties or fifties and, and, you know, these things happen. Uh, and I have plenty of friends who've gone through it and, you know, a lot of them are, are much happier now than they ever were before. Uh, and it's great to see. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I shouldn't have said it was such a negative thing. No, I, I know you're a positive man. Um, and the truth is that anybody can go to you. Single people can go to you. People and couples can go to you. Anybody can go to you for financial planning. That's correct. Yeah. At, at any stage of anything. That is true. That is true. Um, and, um, you know, we really just, uh, you know, try to work with, I, I really just try to work with good people. It really just has to be somebody who is a good person and sees the value in the kind of work we do. Cause I'll meet with people and they just want to keep their head in the sand. Um, and just think that magically they, they're going to win the lottery later or something. Yeah. I, I don't know, you know, um, there's just some people that just don't want to deal with it. It's money is an interesting topic for a lot of people. You know, people are very private about it, which I understand. Um, some people are completely public about it. Uh, and they go to the other extreme. Um, it's, it, and it, it, it is a stress point for, I would say the majority of, of our population. Um, it's some capacity and, um, you know, we, a lot of people just have issues with money. And so if I can help them and create uh, something that they, you know, have bought in on where now they can just focus on doing what they do really well, which is being, you know, a good, you know, husband or wife, being a good parent and, and just doing their work as in their career and knowing that like all the other stuff is taken care of. They've already got a plan. They've got everything dialed in, you know, uh, both on the defensive side and the offensive side, um, then I've really done my job as a planner. Well, and I love that you just said that you, you love working with good people. And I believe, you know, as a therapist and with any type of profession that it's, it's like the right clients come to you, the ones that you vibe with the most. So it makes sense. Like, that good people will come to you because you're a good person and the authentic good people come to me because I believe that I'm an authentic person and we're both authentic and good. And we both are very grateful for, for all of our clients. And yeah. I hope that, that anybody who is watching this or listening to this, that you've been inspired by Brian. If you, um, if you've been watching, you could, you could see his genuineness, but if you've been listening, I'm sure you could hear it through his voice. And so I highly, recommend you guys hiring him if you're in need and how can people find you contact you connect with you um so there's two ways um you can email me at brian and that's b-r-i-a-n dot davis d-a-v-i-s at n-m like northwestern mutual.com and then my phone number is uh area code 858-342-4369 and that number is my direct phone number. Um, and again, it's 858-342-4369. Amazing. And as always, everybody can find me at therelationshipexpert.com. So Brian, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so happy that we finally did this. And This was great, Jamie. 
It was great to catch up with you over this. Yeah. We'll, we'll catch up another time. For sure. Thank you so much, Jamie. I appreciate it and uh, look forward to speaking again soon. Yes, for sure. And thank you, everyone, for joining us on Love Talk Live. Join us every Monday on LA Talk Radio, Love Talk Live, 5 p.m. Pacific. Thanks so much. Have a great night, everyone. Bye. You're listening to Love Talk Live with the relationship expert, Jamie Bronstein, only on LA Talk Radio.